The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. many names on most media sites he's the only Jonto it sounds like Tonto his friends call him sir or yes my meme lord like that his enemies call him and I, I couldn't I couldn't phonetic out a good Wilhelm scream so you'll just have to imagine that in your mind um, I'm lucky enough to get to call him John which is cool because it's his name and in real life you know it's my name too so Jonto how are you doing wait your name is John I've been hiding this from you. <laughs> I'm doing good. I've just yeah. I've been sitting on the sidelines. Um, basically, I've been playing Overwatch is the long and short of it. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. It's, uh, you know, I don't know. I've been keeping busy, working, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. playing Overwatch. <laughs> so that's been your your kind of your go to game. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm still interested in Star Citizen, of course. I'm always on our forums daily, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing my I'm doing what needs to be done for the website and all that jazz. And I still follow the game. I listen to the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I have to admit, I don't have the passion that I used to. But mm-hmm. I'm still like I still want to play Star Citizen as much as I used to. I just want it to be done, I guess. Yeah, or or done er. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think we'll get to a point, or we'll talk about it in a second. But um, all of y'all out there in podcast land, you are tuned to a special bonus content episode of the Versecast, our Star Citizen gaming community podcast. We are those guys in charge. <laughs> The guys behind the curtain down here in the bowels of the Those Guys with Ships virtual hangar. John, John, did you know that hangars have bowels? I didn't know that. Okay, now you do. The guy is charged with making all the tough decisions. Eh, not so tough, really. Um, the guys what decide who lives and who dies. No, not so much at all. Uh, we are the guys with dibs on that last pizza pizza. Boy, howdy, don't I wish. And we are here to share with all y'all some information about the future. And we're going to talk about some fun stuff. The future. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Therefore, if you procrastinate hard enough, you should be able to live forever. (laughs) Am I right? That one one went a little over my head. Just nod. Just nod. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got it, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Okay, so here's the lowdown on the 411, what we are about to drop on you. It is, um, we're going to give a brief recap of where we feel we are in the Star Citizen development process and how that affects our organization. 
Um, we're going to revisit how we set things up back when those guys with ships all began, um, how things have gone to this point. Uh, we are going to talk about how we see our org transitioning into the future. And then we're going to talk about some fun stuff. We're going to talk about VR. Uh, we're going to talk about what we've been playing other than Overwatch and uh, what we like about it and some wishful speculations upon how VR either will or won't affect the future of Star Citizen. It's the real but future. For- the real, yeah. I feel, I feel f- like I'm from the future when I'm wearing my Oculus. <laughs> like, have you seen someone wearing an Oculus? It's like they have, they they have like some kind of view into the future. Mm. Mrs. Gleep uh, filmed Mr. Gleep uh, wearing his Oculus and is threatening to send it to people. Oh no! Yeah, it, it, I mean, I feel I don't want anybody to watch me play like Audio Shield. That's, <laughs> you shouldn't see you, you, that. You need to record that and put that up online. Uh, with a tip jar. All right. So, anyway, but first, it wouldn't be a verse cast show without some those guys with ship six second because only two of us instead of four six second spoiler free movie reviews. Now we've already done these uh, on the other show, so we'll just check in with you, uh, Jonto. Uh, Logan, have you seen it? Yes. Okay. Without any spoilers, what do you think? I liked it, but I didn't love it. All right. Um, I, you know, I thought, um, sort of to recap, I'm not enough of a comic uh, hero fanboy uh, to have caught all the uh, all the symbolisms and the Easter eggs and whatnot, but I, I thought it was a movie, a good movie, yeah. more so than just, a, um, you know, a comic book uh, uh, adapted for the big screen. So uh, that, that makes me kind of optimistic for the future, for the kind of uh, films that I enjoy watching, that they will become richer in that sort of narrative literature you know, kind of um, aspect of it, but you didn't like you didn't love it. But, I didn't love but it. You liked it. You know, I I respect that kind of movie for people that like that kind of movie, but mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to comic books, like the comic mm-hmm. books, you just have to look at them to see that they are like really dumb and over the top, and mm-hmm. and that's what I want to see in a comic book movie. That's why I like all the Marvel oh. movies. So oh, okay. Um, you know, and it's not like I'm the kind of person that just goes out and likes dumb movies. Mm-hmm. Like I like good movies too. <laughs> I I don't it's know. Not all it's... Wing Commander all the time. Yeah, dude, I love that movie. <laughs> no, I, I was. I don't know if you remember. We were in in the same uh, in the same ship on that. It was a uh, uh, one Mr. Croker who disagreed. Oh yeah, uh, rather, rather vehement. Oh yeah, Mr. Yeah, fine taste. <laughs> He's a fancy man. Yeah. All right, and now what about the uh, the Skull Island? Have you seen that yet? I did. I like that. I what? Do you agree? I, I said that it was sort of a, a, a different twist on uh, the original Monkey movie. Um, uh, what do you, what do you uh, do? You agree with that? Yeah, I like. Uh, I probably shouldn't spoil how it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like a there's the, a main plot of King Kong that like they don't explore in this movie, and. Not at all. I liked that. I liked that it was different in that way. Like I don't want to, I don't want to tell people what it is, but um, I think it was it was good. It I like it was probably on par with the Godzilla movie that just came yes. out. And yeah. I didn't think that was that movie was great, but I liked it. So yeah, yeah. well, it was different. I and mean, same people, same people that made it. So um, I. I 
again, I'm encouraged for this sort of entertainment in the future being, you know, continuing to be interesting and new to some extent and not, you know, just a rehash of what we've seen before. Yeah, and I guess King Kong versus Godzilla is confirmed at this point. Oh, is it really? I, I had not heard yeah. that. And that's on, wow. that's my favorite Godzilla movie, honestly. It's Have you seen that? Wow. Um, probably a long time ago. It's good. It's I mean, they go to Skull Island, they bring King Kong back and they fight. It's it's really ridiculous. There's one point at which where like um yeah, King Kong grabs a tree and like shoves mm-hmm. it down Godzilla's throat. And it's like I think there's like gifs online of like eat your greens or whatever. <laughs> it's it's a great movie. Oh, that's it's it's good times. Good times. All right. Well, and uh, coming up, speaking of good times, we have Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I've got my tickets. You get your tickets yet? I honestly I don't buy tickets ahead of time anymore. I think I, I mean, it's probably a different situation in your um, where you live, like the theaters are probably a lot busier because whenever I go, um, whenever I go to a movie that just came out, there's like mm-hmm. never, never a lot. Li- like there's a line, but there's not a- enough. They're never the theaters are never full, so um, uh-huh. I don't buy tickets ahead of time anymore because it costs extra. Oh. Well, I, uh, I I always like going opening weekend, and uh, at the IMAX that uh, uh, my friend that goes to comic uh, book movies with me, um, uh, at that theater there are two particular seats that we like because you can you know the reserved seats, and so that's why we tend to order. Yeah, I don't get possible. reserved seats at any of the theaters here, so. No. Ah, okay. I okay. mean, if if I did, I definitely w- would because uh, um, when I went when. Me and uh, my friend went to uh, episode seven. We mm-hmm. got there like an hour and a half early, and this was like I think Star Wars is the only case where the theater is actually busy, and uh, so we were there an hour and a half or so early, and we had to sit in like the nosebleed, like yeah, yeah. like the yeah. second row in that front area, where yeah. like you wouldn't want to sit there for any other movie other than Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, like your neck hurts afterwards. Yeah, yeah, not good, not good. Well, I'm I'm excited. I, I hope uh, that uh, that uh, Guardians Two is as much fun as Guardians One. It was. Um, I, I know from the from the trailers, um, it, it seems like it's going to have uh, enough jokes to make it uh, to to make me happy. Yeah. And so there's that. All right. Well, cool. Let's um let's uh and like. Those guys in charge. That's you. That's me. That's Gleep. That's Jonto. Um, we had we started this back in 2014. You know, we're coming up on three years. Three years ago yeah. that uh, that uh, you, me, and Caleb uh, uh, started this. And um, so uh, you know, it's, it's good to, good to check in and, and kind of see where things are. Uh, see how we feel about where we are in the Star Citizen development process and and how that's going to uh, affect our organization. So. Um, I personally, I have no reason to believe that uh, development is off track. I think that uh, CIG is doing a really good job uh, making the game that we all, all want to play and that we've uh, come together uh, to, to play together. Um, and I also think that they could be doing a better job of managing our expectations, but that's, that's, kind of, that's a different conversation. Um, and I believe that, and kind of why 
we're uh, we're here today uh, talking about this is that we're getting closer to the point when many of uh, many more of us are going to want to be playing uh, Star Citizen regularly, and we're going to be wanting to play it together. Um, so uh, currently, on our um, uh, in our gaming uh, uh, community, we have a core group of players who come out on a regular basis to play games. Uh, some folks are out uh, almost daily; uh, others are you know out uh, a couple times per week or month. And um, and we're playing a variety of games. Um, it's uh, uh, some folks are playing Star Citizen. Um, I'm uh, enjoying playing with a, a relatively small group of, of friends in uh, a GTA Online. Um, we all have the game on Steam. We have uh, workable voice comms uh, on the website on the the TeamSpeak on the website, and um, you know so wham bam we're good to go. Uh, when we get to the point of regularly playing Star Citizen and there are larger groups of us wanting to play together, you know, maybe you know, like dozens even, um, I don't think that this current setup is going to work as well. Um, what do you think? Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, it, it, it seems like uh, right now the the content is just trickling and it's been like that for like the last two years honestly right, right. Um, and so there's nothing for that, that really makes people want to come out because when an update does come out it's not really like earth shattering um, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I think once they get to a point where it might not even be until they say like the game is out of alpha or out of beta even mm-hmm. uh, once we get to one of those points, whatever it is, where there's like a wealth of content, mm-hmm. and you can start crafting your character and all that stuff. I think then we'll start seeing people come out more often, and I know that that will compel me to want to come to at least the the Sunday meetup every week uh, mm-hmm. because I know that there will be there will be something to do and something to work for. Right. Right. Well, I think certainly by the time we get to beta, that's going to be the case. I think that as we progress through alpha, um, 3.0 is probably going to be um, a significant improvement. Uh, but I think that um, if, if nothing else, we've learned along, uh, along the way to not put too much hope in a, um, uh, uh, in a what, what did I, one of the guys on one of the other shows call it uh, the Jesus patch, you know, where, mm-hmm. where it, you know, one patch that, that, that makes everything um, what we've dreamed of, yeah. uh, but um, I, I do think that um, that it is going to be um, a, a situation where um, we're going to need uh, more resources in order to um, to host a larger community. Because like like right now, you know, a good night in in GTA Online, we have we have maybe eight guys, eight guys, eight. I think we've had 10. At one point, we had 10 people out. That's, you know, entirely manageable. But you remember back when it's been a few, a few. Uh, I think it was, was it when 2.0 first came out, when we had the first multi-crew, uh, or not multi-crew, but um, the, uh, oh, I forget what, the, what the, the exact patch was. But we had one night on uh, Sunday night where we had, we had to have like 25 people out. Yeah. And, and that was, that, I mean, we made it work. Uh, but it was it was tough. It was not easy. And um, uh, and and speaking of the Sunday nights, I, I haven't even been tweeting out the uh, the Sunday nights anymore. It's just you know at this point, whoever wants to to show up and play whatever they want to show up and play, um, I think that that's uh, that that's been happening anyway. So 
Um, until we have something more substantial Star Citizen-wise, I think having planned Star Citizen meetups is, is perhaps uh, um, not as, um, as appropriate. But um, I, I digress. So um, uh, I, I think we're in a good place. I, I, don't, I don't feel like there's anything wrong. I think uh, the stuff that we see uh, on the, uh, the subscriber content that comes out, you know, the ATV, uh, sometimes on the um, uh, happy hour. Uh, yeah, that's what they're calling it now. Uh, it's all positive, good stuff, and it's still we still can't play it. So yeah, yeah that's fine. Or do you keep you keep up with the ATV and um, in those shows? Uh, I kind of just see what people talk about on our forums and like what you guys talk about in uh, our text group text. Mm. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's and it's you know it's amazing. Have you did you um by chance pick up um uh, the new Mass Effect Andromeda? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So we uh, we were talking with Ace about that in chat uh, the other night, uh, subsequent to our last uh, uh, show that we recorded, and uh, uh, he he was in fact crying. <laughs> it was it was it was just it's just not oh, good. No. Uh, yeah, so yeah, everything um, I've seen made made it so tempting. Yeah, how did you, how did you resist? Um, so anyway, um, I, I think we're we're in a good place, um, uh, and we have uh, I think we have a good community. Uh, we have uh, what three hundred and seventy five people in the organization. Yeah. Um, we have probably you know I'm, I'd say on a regular basis we have you know between twenty five and thirty people that come out and play regularly. Um, some some are you know playing other games that uh, that uh, I, I have no um, um, no interest in playing and uh, that's great you know um, and uh, but it's I think so anyway I, th- I think we're we've got a good foundation to build upon uh, for for the future. I was thinking um, about but, uh you know maybe we could set up like a sub org where we could just uh, it would be all League of Legends players. What do you think? <laughs> I think we should go ahead and not do that. <laughs> you you get right on not making that happen. <laughs> All right. Well, and speaking of the future, let's go back to the beginning. Um, so we have discussed on previous shows uh, how back when we started um, that uh, we set things up for uh, for our shows and, and for our gaming community like we saw and heard other, other groups doing it. Um, we didn't know firsthand what would work and what wouldn't, and so we, we emulated what other groups were doing. Um, on our show, we selected content based upon um, what other shows did, and we set up our website with admins and moderators because that's the way other sites do it. You know, right? Does that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so to this point, I think things have gone really, really well. I think uh, we have learned uh, some things too. Um, I believe that the the demographic of gamer we have attracted does a pretty good job of managing itself, which, uh, you know, is really, really nice um, because, you know, I'm here to have fun with my friends and the less managing of stuff I got to do, the better. Um, so how has it been for Because the way it kind of works is I, I kind of head up the podcast, the, the, the shows, and you have, um, you're have uh, the, the guy in charge uh, on, the, uh, on the website. Uh, for you, how, how has that part of it been? On the website side, we have had like, maybe two issues as far as like people posting stuff that's inappropriate mm-hmm. um i think we had to delete a thread uh, a few months ago 
that started talking about Gamergate stuff and um, right. you know it was I mean it was it was both sides but it got to a point where it was just it was just not like what our mission is as the verse cast is TGWS um, right right so I I we deleted that thread just because it was it was not in our best interest to to discuss that kind of stuff and um it's not what we're about yeah it, it was just it was upsetting people and yeah so yeah yeah um, i mean we're not saying that that that's that there's not a a, a a time and place for uh for those discussions but you know that's not why we came together to do this right yeah and like i'm not silencing people i'm not deleting threads because i don't like the conversation but mm. um the the person that was posting created a user just to come onto our site and post about this conversation and right. it was right. kind of targeting certain people and it was upsetting other people so mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. didn't seem appropriate to me anyway other than that we've had like some guy come on and ask for a beta key for something and like i deleted the thread and then i messaged him and he was like oh yeah man it's all cool and so like he wasn't even malicious so we've had like zero issues and it's kind of astounding considering we have hundreds of users and we have uh, engine reports that we have like over 3.5 million views in our forums wow so i it's it's a amazing that that many eyes can be on something and we don't attract like any trolls or anything Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but the point is that like none of our stuff requires like any moderation and if anything does um like i can handle it right and that that could change in the future but we've been doing this for three years and it's not like there hasn't been a gradual ramp up if like the incidents have been few and far between yeah yeah well and I, like i say back you know kind of that, i think that that a lot of that has to do with the the demographic of the of the uh, uh fan that we have attracted and then i also think that uh that some of it is attributable to a less is more style of management um, you know, because like we're we're all adults looking to make the best use of um, um, well, mostly uh, 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 make the best use of limited gaming time. And I think that you know, as adults, you know, being treated as an adult, you know, tends to um, uh, elicit treating other people as adults. You know, so it's it's not a you know if you go into I think if you go into a situation where you have a lot of rules and a lot of people saying well you know you you know you can do this you can do that. Uh, or you can't do this, you can't do that, that it tends to create an environment where uh, people feel the need to react to that. So yeah. I think just being being as casual as we are has really been uh, been advantageous or has contributed anyway to uh, the quality of uh, of our game gaming experience. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we kind of set a certain mood with the podcast mm-hmm. and that attracts a certain demographic but also people are like they kind of try to conform to that also mm-hmm. um, like the the fact that we try to keep it family fa- family friendly but we don't post anywhere on our site 
that like you need to you can only say certain things or that you right. can't say certain things but right. people just do it anyway because they know that's the kind of environment that we put out on the podcast so that's like what we'd like to see everywhere right right yeah so and, and, yeah, and, and i'm not saying that i don't want people to go you know cursing or <laughs> like i'm not gonna block your post if you're gonna curse on our forums or whatever but um but we do try to appeal to all audiences and we want everybody to be happy because it's just we're just a casual organ we want everybody to have fun Right, exactly, exactly. We're here. We're here to have fun, and um, and uh, so we want it to be a fun environment. Um, you know. So, all right. Well, so the past, what's worked, um, the future. So, and I like I, th- I think I mentioned before that that it's our future is got to be involved with Spectrum. Um, I think you know for the playing together, for chatting, blogging about Star Citizen, um, it's it's going to be easiest for uh, for us, for me and you, uh, to manage all of that in in Spectrum. It'll be you know one place. Um, so uh, that of course begs the question: What will happen to Versecast.org? Uh, now, there, the one thing that Spectrum can't do for us is host files. Uh, we need a we need a file hosting service uh, so we can post our shows and and that costs money and to uh, this point we have had a great relationship with Engine um, they have been an excellent solution for hosting um, our files and for our our forums however um, we are continuing to grow and it seems likely. Um, as Star Citizen uh, becomes more uh, player-friendly, uh, that we will outgrow what Engine can offer us at the price we have been paying. And, and please understand, I'm not complaining about, about Engine or saying Engine has, uh, has done anything but right by us the entire time that we have been with them or that we have any immediate plan to move away from them um, um, and stop you know, mentioning them on the shows. Uh, no, not at all. Just looking to the future and trying to see what's coming up for us over the horizon. Um, so we actually at- got congratulated by Engine for exceeding their bandwidth cap, which they said is incredibly uncommon. So huh. so I think, I mean, Engine, clearly, they know how to host websites. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think their system is set up for... Um, a lot of bandwidth and file downloading and okay. I wouldn't expect them to be either because they're mainly their site is mainly for uh, communities and forums and that sort of thing right um, right so they do have plans for they call it the enterprise plan um, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what that entails but I would assume mm-hmm. it would get you a lot more bandwidth um, mm-hmm. but because we're partnered with them um uh, they they supply us with what we need, and um, thankfully, we, we well we, we hit our bandwidth cap last month, um, but thankfully our files didn't get shut down or anything, and they um, gave us more bandwidth, so um, we should be fine for now. Um, right. And you know, thanks to Engine, of course, for hosting our site and keeping everything going. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, they're not really set up for podcast hosting, so that could right. change in the future. And uh, um, I mean, 
the forums definitely will be moving to Spectrum. Uh, mm-hmm. The moment that they announced that orgs would be getting their own forums at CitizenCon, I think mm-hmm. I even maybe leaned over to you or one of the Alitas and said that said goodbye to versecast.org or something because <laughs> like there's no way you can get new members especially to come over to your website for forums when your spectrum page has forums already so right that's just a given it has to we have to move over there eventually yeah yeah and it's like like right now uh, people that join the org are still doing it on the old CIG site at some point that's going to uh, transition to spectrum as well. Yeah. Um so um anyway, I'm trying to I'm trying to spend more time. I know when we uh, listen to Jimmy's show on uh Thursday nights we go into the uh, those guys with ships chat and we're we've been doing that in spectrum uh um recently and it works it works better than the uh mm-hmm. than the old old site but you know the old site is is the old site so anyway trying to make more use of it because we know that it is where we are going to uh, be eventually so might as well start uh, get in the habit of use of using it now yeah so all right well um so anyway uh in the future at, at some point um uh we're, we will likely need to make a change um, and uh, that's going to, um, and that change is going to be uh, decided uh, between uh, you and me uh, because uh, we'll, we'll we'll be paying for it. Um, and uh, you know, it's we've we've always we've said since day one that we're not going to take any money for for doing any of this. And so, um, uh, you know, when it comes to to uh, to making that deal on how having having to uh, to purchase. Uh, um, services to keep this going, um, you know that's that's going to be between you and me. That's not going to be um, that's not going to be like an organization thing. Just yeah. because it's yeah, it's we don't we don't want the kind of organization where people are paying for stuff. Um, we want to do this because we like doing it, and we want and we're happy with uh, with that, with the kind of people that that's attracted. Um, so when it comes time to uh, to make those uh, behind the scenes changes uh, here in the bowels of the virtual hangar, um, that's going to be between uh, between Jonto and Gleep. So, all right. So, um, getting ready for that, what are we going to do now? Um, so to um, to start with, uh, we are going to expand our less is more. Uh, Richard Fingers uh, there. Uh, management style by eliminating uh, mods and admins on our website um, in our TeamSpeak chat and then over on Spectrum. And I don't know exactly how that works on Spectrum right now, but I know that I did uh, when I was in there listening to Jimmy's show. Uh, some people were showing up as uh, um, one level of user and other people were showing up as another level. So I don't know exactly how that works, but um, we're going to just have it that uh, that John and uh, John Toe and Gleep are are the guys in charge, and everyone else is a member of the organization. So, um, but we do we do want to um, so. And if there are issues, as you were saying, if if there are issues um, uh, when they do come up, uh, we'll handle them. And uh, and if we need to make any changes to how um, how we manage things, um, we will do it at that point. Um, because we need to make a change rather than the way we did it to start, which was, hey, how are other people doing it? Let's go ahead and set it up that way. Turns out we, maybe a little bit of overkill, we didn't need to set it up with as, as much um, uh, management structure as we have. Um, I think, obviously, we, we, we didn't need to because we just haven't, it just hasn't, hasn't made 
we haven't had had that many occasions that where management was required. Yeah. Um, so, um, but we do uh, we we do of course appreciate all the help uh, um, we've received, and we're grateful uh, for it uh, from uh, the folks on our website uh, and in our TeamSpeak servers who uh, have uh, served as uh, as moderators and and, and admins. But going forward, it's just going to be John and I, and uh, when that breaks, we'll uh, we'll put something in place uh, um, to fix it. So. Uh, and you can all. And if you have any questions or concerns about any of this stuff, uh, you can message John or me. I think probably the best way uh, at this point is is on versecast.org, Don't you think? Uh, yeah. Yeah, to message us directly rather than email. I think uh, probably uh, just uh, direct message on the on the website will uh, will be the best way to get in touch with us. So, all right. So to recap, um, we're uh, we're. Um, we're going to change a couple of things now. We've got our our, our, um, our eyes set on the future, and um, it's it's going to be fun. But uh, speaking of fun, how about that VR, John? I know that uh, um, I've talked a little bit on the show about my uh, first experiences with VR, and um, I believe uh, when I discussed that, my conclusion at that time was that it was amazing, it was fun, it was immersive, and not for me quite yet so of course i went out and bought one (laughs) (laughs) i still do have 10 days to return it so um uh you know i I will have to of course bring my receipt and uh, make up some sort of a story about uh getting nauseous or vomiting all over everything except for the unit um but uh, it's not looking like i'm going to want to do that um so but you've had one for uh for a while you've had an oculus i have an oculus you have an oculus we have oculi yeah would that be the plural of oculus oculi sounds good Okay, good. Um, so how long have you had yours now? Oh, f- probably f- three or four weeks now. Oh, okay. Okay, good. And um, so how much of your gaming time are you spending in it as opposed to uh, non-VR games? Overwatch. In other words, Overwatch. Um, I, I've spent probably about an hour, 30, 30 minutes to an hour per day using it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't. I don't play it as long as I would a normal game because it is mm-hmm. tiring. It's like it it it, it kind of tires out your eyes and your brain because you're just consuming so much information. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it is really fun if you find games that you really like to play. It is fun to just spend you know thirty minutes in it. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been liking it a lot. Uh, my only experience with VR previously was briefly with a DK2 um, mm-hmm. that uh, Benu sent me a few months ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. He uh, he sent it to um, to everybody um, uh, on the show who yeah. could use it. Um, uh, at that time, I did not have a computer that would run it. So um, uh, since then, I, I got a, a new computer that that that'll that. Uh, I didn't buy for that purpose, but um, uh, because if I had, it would have I would have gotten something a little bit beefier. But it was a, it was a new laptop because my old laptop died that you had you helped me pick out, and uh, you know it's only got a 1060 in it, but it it, it seems to be working um, pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm happy about that. But um, so uh, uh, I'm sorry I interrupted you. What were you saying? Uh, I was just <laughs> I was just gonna talk about how the DK2. Um, mm, yeah. But when I had it, I couldn't really play much with it because I, I think I did, I had Windows 10 at the time, and mm-hmm. their drivers and stuff was were just not 
working well with Windows 10, and most games right. didn't work. Um, so I think the only thing I could play was some like roller coaster thing, and it was cool, but like the tracking wasn't working right, and I just couldn't get it working well. So the first thing that impressed me about the CV1 uh, is was the fact that it was so easy to set up. And I've been continually impressed with that and how well and robust the software seems to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially the fact that the Guardian system, which is that grid that you'll see pop up that Mm -hmm. tells you if you're getting to the edge of your play area, um, Mm -hmm. that actually works in every game. So even if you're playing games in Steam VR which is kind mm-hmm. of its own, like, uh, I don't know what you would call it. It's it's like its own OS or something. Uh, that grid shows up in all of those games, too. So it's, like, huh. hardwired into the Oculus, which is awesome. Um, uh, the, the only real issue I have with the Oculus is I did get a third sensor... So I have like a room scale setup going on mm-hmm. and my PC even though I have like a pretty good motherboard um mm-hmm. it the sensors disconnect and reconnect uh on occasion and huh. typically not while I'm playing but when I boot up the Oculus sometimes one of those sensors isn't showing up and it's because of the uh, USB controllers in most motherboards, and they just can't handle all the bandwidth that's required. Um, oh, and there okay. are extensive posts about this on the Oculus forum uh, uh, blog. Uh, so you can read about that and see if you have the right uh, USB controllers. And you can get um, PCI, car- PCI cards with uh, USB 3 that have their own controllers and I think that would fix it but they those things are like a hundred bucks and I'm not prepared to put down that kind of money when I can get mine working even though it doesn't work perfectly um, right so that right. part's kind of irritating but other than that it works really well um, so yeah I've been liking mine I I was skeptical skeptical that I would keep it Um but seeing as VR has just kind of started out and there's already stuff to play and there's only going to be more in the future, mm-hmm. um, I'm keeping mine. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so now have you have you messed with uh, with Vorpex? I haven't. No. Um, everything I've seen is that uh, everything I've heard about Vorpex is that it's, like, kind of neat to play games that don't have VR support in VR, but Mm -hmm. it's not anywhere near as immersive as it would be if that game was made with VR in mind. And, I don't know, it seems like it might be kind of neat to see Skyrim using Vorpex, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I would actually play it, or anything, I did um, get a chance when uh, in my my first VR experience was at my friend's house uh, who um, had it had just gotten it and uh, he had he was running Warpex and, and one of the games that he 
um, let me play in it was uh, the Skyrim, the new Skyrim with all of the um, uh, the fancy uh, graphic updates uh-huh. that you got you got if you um, if you had purchased all the DLC. Yeah, and um, it was it was okay, but it was it was obviously you know not it was not as rich as you would think. I mean, the, the characters were pretty flat and the environment, you know, didn't yeah. look quite right. And also it was, uh, it was pretty vomit comedy. You know, mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was, I, I lasted about, about five minutes. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's, that's neat. Um, so, but if you look at the Vorpex site, um, they, they, they claim to have support for just a whole bunch of games, which, you know, if you just look reading the list, uh, you go, wow, that's, you know, that would probably, I would love to play that game in, in, uh, in virtual, in VR, but, um, you know, including, uh, you know, GTA V. But um, I, I think that, you know, that it's, uh, what I found is that uh, the, uh, the games that I've played in uh, that are native for VR, developed for VR specifically, um, are much, are a much better experience than are games that, um, have VR VR supported, you know, sort of as an add-on, yeah, um, and definitely much better than um, than my experience I had uh, playing Skyrim, and then there was also uh, I think Jedi Outcast, an old um, um, Star Wars game that uh, that he had uh, uh, ported in through Vorpex. So, um, yeah, see, I, to my knowledge, Vorpex is basically just taking the the image you would see when you play it on your desktop and stretching it. And doubling it onto the Oculus, so like mm-hmm. I don't think that you're seeing two different images in each eye, uh, mm. and like the UI elements are just going to be floating there, like they would be um, on your desktop. And honestly, the most impressive thing about VR uh, and the the part that makes it really Im- immersive to me is the mm-hmm. fact that you can move your head around and it's not you're not just looking around a sphere like you can lean forward and you can you can you can tilt your your head and you can like look over a cliff um right and room scale too like you can walk around the room uh, i mean my room's not my space isn't very big it's only like like four and a half feet by five feet so Mm -hmm. i don't have great room scale but i do get to move around a little bit and um that combined with hand tracking um i think makes vr like five times better than if you were just looking around an environment right right yeah i I think um i it, it definitely adds an additional dimension which i think is really really helps with the uh, the immersion yeah. um because i am um, uh <clears throat> so i to this point because I, I just got it a few days ago i only have a couple of hours in actual games and most of that was in overload um which um i don't know if i talked to you about this game it's uh made by the same people that did the original descent game okay uh, yeah way back yeah, I way back when up. Yeah, and uh, uh, it uh, interestingly enough, um, uh, it's they the experience the VR experience for that game is better than the VR experience for Descent Underground, which is I guess um, uh, 
wingman Eric uh, wingman what's Peterson is yeah, that his last yeah. name um, he uh, he left CIG uh, I guess it's been a bit more than a year ago now uh, and they because they got the um, licensing uh, to uh, make the a new descent um, and um, but I guess what they didn't get along with that licensing was um, was the um, uh, was something that would prevent uh, the original producers of descent from essentially creating another descent so uh, i know that there was like some legal some legal stuff around that but anyway you've got two developers basically making uh, a very similar game although overload i think at this point there is it's only single player um and uh they may do multiplayer later but i i I don't know the all the all the all that part of it but uh interesting that um uh over overload though it has been in development was just released uh, to uh, early access in Steam like last week um, or two weeks ago uh, is a better VR experience than is Descent Underground which has been out for a while and they have been promoting it as a VR game uh, although it is also uh, playable on um, on traditional monitor but um, so but I like like you were saying you know it, it does it it takes different muscles to uh to play vr and after about 45 minutes in in um in overload i I started getting a little bit you know like maybe i shouldn't have eaten that yeah um um and then the other the other game i i tried that is also vr supported but is not vr native uh is elite dangerous and i was kind of disappointed by that because you know it's and because they have been um it's been vr supported for a very long time now because uh, I know that was a, a game that people talked a lot of, about a lot with uh, the DK one and the DK two about uh, playing uh, that and you know raving about what an incredible experience it is. Um, but uh, you know it it's you can get up in 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 Elite Dangerous you can get up out of your uh, out of your chair and move around um, and uh, you see your avatar your headless avatar which is kind of freaky. Um, still seated there in, in the pilot's uh, chair, and um, uh, so that's you know kind of immersion breaking. But the the thing that that for me was the most difficult is that all there's so much text in Elite Dangerous, and it's it's all orange, which I guess is harder for the Oculus to render crisply. But I know um, our friend Sorian was telling me, yeah, no, change the text color to green because that will uh, that will be easier for you to read, but. Um, you know, kind of the uh, the questionable immersion factor, and then also that Elite Dangerous is still, to my mind, uh, you know, a mile wide and only a few inches deep. Yeah, it's just like there's other stuff to do, but you know, definitely, um, definitely, I I I, um, um, I did uh, I did enjoy checking that part. I just you know for no other reason than to kind of like, huh, I wonder what that's like. The te- text is definitely an issue right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. If you're not looking up close at stuff, like you don't really notice that the resolution is not ideal. But right. once you once you're trying to look at text up close, or you've like grabbed something and you're looking at it up close, um, you definitely notice that the the resolution is is not wh- where it should be. Um, right. And I hope that they they come out with something new um, relatively soon. I mean, I don't want them to come out with something next week because I just bought the Oculus. <laughs> but um, upping that resolution would be awesome because there are a lot of times where um, I'm 
like you pick up something and you want to look at like the details on it and you can tell that the details are there but it's like you're looking through glasses with Vaseline on them because you can't it's like you're trying to resolve it but you just can't yeah yeah well, and it's interesting you speaking of glasses is I can't wear my glasses under the goggles. They just don't fit. And, I, and I've also read some stuff, too, uh, about people actually damaging the lenses by trying to cram their oh. glasses in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I've been playing without glasses. And um, I actually, I was sort of surprised that I was able to uh, see as well as I am because um, I am farsighted. So, huh. um, you know, to read anything, I have to, you know, anything that's up close, I, I need, I need my glasses. Uh, but, um, and I, so I was talking to my, I uh, had my annual eye appointment and I was talking to my optometrist about that. And he said, yeah, it's, um, they don't really, they're still doing studies and stuff, but his understanding, uh, he said was that, uh, they're tricking your brain into uh, actually thinking that it's focusing on the dis- in the distance, that it's not focusing up close. Because I was mm. thinking, huh, what do, what do I have to have? What kind of correction do I need to be able to focus on something that's that, you know, those lenses that are, or those screens that are that close to my head? And um, it turns out that, uh, that actually the, uh, the focal distance is about six feet. So, um, oh, wow. Which uh, um, and I, I found this on the Oculus site. Uh, so basically, I get the same quality of vision if I was looking at something that was six feet away from me, uh, which is is okay. It's it's not great, but it's okay. Um, so um, I may be looking to get contacts to to uh, to help with that. Mm. Although, given the resolution of, of the current uh, the current model, that may only make so much difference. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, so. I mean, my eyes are perfect. I've never needed anything. Um, well, you 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 were perfect. I know. We know that. Yeah. We know this. <laughs> well, that's a given. Uh, but but yeah, I still have issues seeing stuff. So. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I lost you there. I have issues seeing things sometimes. Oh, did I did I miss a bane a bane uh, <laughs> invitation? Oh damn! Darn this Discord. Ugh. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, cool. Um, so, yeah. No, but so then, then the one, the native VR game that I have spent the most time in to this point is, um, and it's not been very much, unfortunately, is uh, R- Robot Recall. Oh, my. Robo. G. Robo? Robo Recall. Thank you. <laughs> you. You can see it. It hasn't been a lot. A long time. <laughs> Um, so anyway, native VR. I, I, I don't think you can even play this on, on traditional monitor, can you? Uh No. Yeah, I think it makes a difference. Um, you know, developed from you know from soup to nuts um, to uh, for for the VR, and uh, I, I got to tell you, the first time uh, that that you know you're in the the little intro uh, part of it, and the first time that that robot turns and looks at you, yeah. I was like, wow! Yeah, that kind of freaked me out. <laughs> oh, that was so cool. So I, I wanted to ask you how um, how does the um, the multiplayer work with that? Does does Oculus maintain servers? For Robo Recall, yeah. Well, there isn't multiplayer. There's just uh, um, what you call it, leaderboards. Oh, oh, I thought there was multiplayer. No, okay. Um, all right. So that, I guess that makes sense. So, um, so then how are how does multiplayer work then? Because I know that there are games uh, that uh, that guys in our our group have been playing multiplayer together. Oh, it's the same as any other game. I mean, the developer 
most likely, I mean, it depends on the game. Either the developer maintains the servers or they're, uh, you know, publicly uh, hosted servers. But for most games, like on uh, Arizona Sunshine, I assume it's just the developer maintaining the servers. Because um, even Robo Recall isn't developed by Oculus. It's a, it's an epic game. Um, oh, okay. So... If they did have multiplayer, then Epic, I'm sure, would be in charge of those servers. Okay. Now, uh, so, but what? Now, how does the Steam VR work? Because aren't, aren't are people able to play uh, some of these games together using Steam? Yeah. So, on Steam VR, I mean, it depends on the game again, also. Uh, but most Steam games do use the Steam friends list for uh, partying up. But. Um, yeah, I mean, the games don't work any different than a regular game. It's just that instead of using a monitor, you're using an Oculus. Oh, okay, okay. I, I For some reason, I was thinking that Steam was, was hosting, for these multiplayer games, Steam would be hosting a multiplayer uh, instance of the game. No, no. It's all the same, oh, okay. same kind of deal. Oh, okay, okay. Well, cool. Well, um, uh, John, tell tell us uh, um, some of the games that you have been playing and uh, what you recommend for anyone that is uh, perhaps like me um, and an Oculus noob uh, looking where to get the best bang for their uh, their Oculus bucks. Yeah, so I just put a list together of the stuff that I've played so far and I think is kind of cool. And I haven't spent a ton of time with this, and I don't own all these games. I'm actually... Um, a friend of mine actually was gracious enough to give me access to his Steam library, and he has a ton of VR games, so mm-hmm. um, I've played most of this stuff via his account. Um, so, Cloudlands VR Mini Golf, I tried this one out yesterday. It's mm-hmm. a, uh, it's just a mini golf game, um, but like the aiming and stuff is super easy. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's an easy game to play, and it, you can play it with up to four people on the same unit so you just take take turns um and just you know take the headset off and give it to the next person um and then you can put in your three digit name uh and you just trade off playing mini golf with uh so it's kind of a kind of kind of a couch game yeah yeah so i haven't been able to play that with uh others yet but i think that wouldn't would be pretty fun um, Audio Shield, I've been spending, I've spent like the most time with this one. Uh, so you have a, you have a, a green or a blue shield in your left hand and an orange shield in your right hand. Mm-hmm. And these colored orbs are coming at you that are also blue and orange. And you need to block them with the shields in your hands. Um, and it, the orbs are coming at you based on, um, an al- algorithm that generates it from an audio file. So these can this can be music on your computer, or I think you can even hook it into your Spotify, and you can use like YouTube videos. So oh, nice. you can play pretty much any song, and it generates it. Um, and I'm playing on the hardest difficulty, and I think at, at that difficulty it really does a good job of generating it because it can actually give you um, orbs for all of the sound in the in the song um, mm-hmm. so I've been really 
liking that and it has leaderboards also um, even for like the YouTube videos which I guess it just generates them based on the URL so that's kind of cool um, but yeah audio shield that's really good that one's uh, 20 bucks uh, Cloudlands is also 20 bucks so like the prices for VR games are kind of steep for I think how much time you might spend in them um, yeah so like I've just been adding everything that I've found to my Steam wish list so that I can keep an eye on it for the next sale right um, right right so yeah it's kind of I, I feel like it would get pricey uh, but there is some free stuff. So Portal Stories VR. This is a fan-made like portal campaign that somebody made. Um, oh, nice! And you're not using a regular portal gun. You're using uh, in your right hand is a teleportation device, and in your left hand is like a grabber thing that lets you grab boxes, the like the companion cubes from like any distance. Uh, and they've wow. built like special portal levels based on those mechanics so teleporting and grabbing the boxes and Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool i wish that they could figure out how to do like just a regular portal gun because i would love to play like portal 2 and vr Um, yes so hopefully that happens uh the blue 10 bucks on steam it's um i wouldn't pay 10 bucks for it because it only lasts like like 10 minutes it's um, a dollar a minute, John. Yeah, uh, but it is pretty cool. You're under, you're under the sea, and um, in the main, there's three different um, like scenes, and in the main scene, um, a blue whale swims up to you and like is like a foot away from your face, and it's really imposing, and really cool. Um, so if you have a chance to try that one, I would definitely recommend it. Um, the Lab, this is free on Steam. It's um, Valve's like VR demo. And there's actually mm-hmm. some fun games to play on there, so I would try that. Uh, Vanishing Realms, 20 bucks. It's a dungeon crawler. This one's pretty cool. You have to... Um, I haven't played a ton of it, but there is like sword fighting. Um, and in like the first few minutes of it, you have to get... like. You have to find these three ingredients and combine them in this fire, and then, like, that makes a thing happen, and then there's traps, and it's pretty cool for, um, I mean, that's the kind of thing that I would like to see them explore more. It's really fun to just, like, search for stuff and pick stuff up, and, and basically, the more they can have you do with your hands in VR, the more fun I think it is. Um, right. Exploration. Yeah. Uh, Gorn, this is uh, just a free, it's kind of like a, a demo that this, I think, just one guy is making. Um, and you can find that at uh, at his website. So just search for Gorn. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll put I'll put all these links into the show notes. Oh, okay. Um, it's, uh, it's like a... It's pretty bloody, isn't it? It is, yeah. But it's it's pretty cartoony. Uh, oh, okay. It's, it's just like a gladiator fighting game and you can grab the other guys and like rip their heads off um, Neat. <laughs> and then they just spew blood it's really dumb but kind of fun uh, ROM go. Extract this is a game I actually bought on Steam it was on sale uh, it's 20 bucks normally uh, and in, you're just in like this you're in this square section and there's waves of um, 
robots coming at you, and you can fire with your gun in your left hand, and you have this orb in your right hand, and the orb can change uh, what it does, and you have to throw them, and then there's an element of slowing down time, and then when you sh throw the orb and shoot it, it, like, explodes. Um, so that one's pretty cool. Uh, Google Earth VR is a Vive exclusive. Okay. Um, but you can get it to work with the Oculus by just downloading this DLL file that mm -hmm. somebody has online. Um, so I got it working, and it's really cool. Um, it's 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 really bizarre to like go to your hometown and like zoom out just enough so that you're like a giant, and it's like you're walking on the streets as like Godzilla. And it's Neat. kind of yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Um, unfortunately, the tr the uh, controls don't map perfectly to the Oculus, so it's kind of weird to move around. So hopefully, they have Oculus official support in the future. Um, okay. Super Hot VR. This is exclusive to the Oculus Store, uh, and I bought this one, and it's really good. So in this game. If you don't move, time doesn't move. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, bullets will be coming at you, and you can just freeze, and then you can decide, like, where you need to move so that the bullets don't hit you, and then what shots you need to take to kill the guys shooting you. Um, so that one's really awesome, and, like, dodging bullets is really fun. Um, sort of Max Payne-y? Yeah. Uh, so Bullet time. And after I bought that, I got Ripcoil for free because I don't know if the promotion is still going on, but if you buy any game on the Oculus Store, you get Ripcoil for free. And oh, okay. it's kind of like in Tron, um, the game where you have to throw your disc and kill the other guy. Um, uh -huh. And you can, like, bounce it off the walls and stuff. Um, but this one's kind of interesting because... Uh, it's like you're on a sort of a balancing board. So when you lean to the right, you move to the right. And when you lean to the left, you lean to the left. So um, that's how you kind of navigate on in the play area. Uh, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, when I tried to go into a multiplayer game, I sat there for a few minutes and didn't find anybody. So I don't think anybody's playing it. Uh, but it seems there's a like a practice range that I was playing in, and if someone out there has it and wanted to play, it would be fun. Uh, and then Robo Recall, of course, that's kind yeah. of that's I think of all the games I've seen and played, it's the most polished. It feels like an actual like AAA title. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of. That's kind of what I thought about. I was like, I didn't realize that it could be that good, you know? Right. Because I, I didn't. Because I, I got my my unit, the the main unit, and then I didn't get the touch until a couple of days later. And so I had been playing in um, uh, in Overload and uh, and Descent um, uh, prior to uh, actually getting to uh, go into Robo Recall. And um, yeah, I was like. Wow, I didn't realize that it could do this. Yeah. And so that was was very uh, very exciting to uh, to see the potential of this generation of uh, of uh, goggles. Yeah. So yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Um. So our friend uh, Sorian um, was also kind enough to put together a list of games that he 
um, uh, uh, recommends. And so what I'll do is I'll post a link to that in the uh, in the show notes. A lot of the the, the uh, same games that uh, that you had recommended. He has a couple of uh, of uh, scary games, which uh, I can't imagine doing. I, I can't do a scary game on a monitor. Scary games in in VR, I, I don't. I got I, I, I got I one even. on Steam, and I tried it. It's called Ghost Town Mine Ride and Shooting Gallery. <laughs> so the name <laughs> the name is horrible, um, but it seems pretty cool. And based on the Steam page, I thought it was just like a dumb, like one of those amusement park rides where you're riding on a a fake you know mine down a mine shaft. Um, mm-hmm. And you would just be shooting, like, in a shooting gallery. Um, but it's actually pretty scary. There's, like, guys <sighs> that appear, and it's really it's really spooky in VR. I don't normally get scared in, in scary games, but VR takes it to a new level, and I need to try more of that game. Or, or not. You're, you're, yeah, you're entirely free to not do that. I, I don't know if I'll make it. <laughs> I mean, you can always just play Lucky's Tale instead. You know, you right. can collect coins. Yeah. You know, and plus it's free. I mean, what more yeah. do you need? <laughs> oh man. Well, so what do you think uh, to wrap this all up? What do you think about um, um, our experiences in VR to this point, and what we would like to um, see included in Star Citizen? Now, keeping in mind, of course, that Star Citizen is not a game that's being developed native to VR. But um, you know, do you do you think that there are aspects of the game that could uh, uh, be well adapted to the current level of VR tech, and do you think uh, do you have any idea about uh, future VR tech and how that could be adapted to a game like Star Citizen? Well, I think the first thing, the the main thing they need to figure out with VR is locomotion. Uh, yeah, like VR feels great until you have to like move a distance. Because yeah. uh, it's awesome to walk around in your area, but if I want to move 20 feet away, I either have to teleport or I have to walk. And walking usually feels bad. Like, I don't get <laughs> motion sickness, but walking in VR just feels like I'm on a balance board, and it doesn't feel natural like everything else does. Right. Um, and teleporting is just cumbersome. And it, it, it kind of takes you out of the experience because in most games there isn't, like, an explanation for why you would be teleporting. Right. Um, so I would like to see all of Star Citizen in VR, but they'd have to figure out some way for me to walk around freely first. Not not yeah. CIG, but, like, Oculus or so there's needs to be some kind of technology put in place before that happens. Well, are there any FPS uh, uh, VR games that you're aware of or have played? There are. I played, um, oh, what's it called? Onward. Um, so this is basically Arma in VR, and it's developed okay. by one guy, but it's actually really impressive for what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But it is a, a milsim, and... Uh, they, the locomotion in that is just you holding down the trigger on the left touch controller and tilting mm-hmm. in the direction you want to move. Um, mm. And it's okay, but again, it feels like you're on a balance board, and it's not like you're actually in control. 
Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the main issue. And I hope they fix it because I want to play FPS games and I want to be able to walk around freely. Right. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, interesting because, um, uh, the one of the other games that I played when I was at my friend's house uh, was a native VR game um, uh, called Chronos, and uh, the way that they have you um, move from uh, spot to spot is you don't you're actually a spectator. You're not mm-hmm. you're not actually the character. You're a spectator. So you're playing like in in uh, third person. Uh, but you, when you move from one room to another room, or when your character, when you move your character out of one room into another room, then that change your changes your spectator position. So, in a sense, you are teleporting, but you're not like you are in Robo Recall, where you're selecting the point that you teleport to. Yeah. Um, but I think that what all of these have in common is that you wouldn't be able to do that unless everybody. You have to have a solution that works for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, it's, it sounds like right now having a, a situation where uh, you could have folks playing on traditional monitors and people playing in VR in the same game that somebody's not going to be happy. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there are even instances where people in VR would have an edge over someone using a mouse and keyboard because, like, you could take your gun and you could you could put it in a slot that maybe you couldn't really reach for using just a mouse um Mm -hmm. so i think there are uh, i don't think there's a way to balance a game so that it's um you have the freedom to do whatever you want in vr Mm -hmm. and for it to be fair against people that are using mouse and keyboard and vice versa Mm -hmm. um so I don't really see. I don't really know what CIG is going to do for VR support. I know that they are pressured to put it in there because a lot of people want it. Uh, it might be interesting to have a VR exclusive mode or something. Right. Yeah. Or have VR servers or something where yeah. everyone where, where you have the ability to teleport. Well, and and have you used? Uh, this is one of the things that my friend had installed. It's uh, like where you create a virtual theater. Uh-huh. Um, um, and I forget what it's called. In I, I know it's in Steam, uh, but you um, so essentially you you're have a, an enormous screen in your VR experience, so that you could potentially switch back and forth between total immersion, uh, where you're a part of the the scene, and instead be in a um, be looking at it from a, from a distance. So I, I was thinking that would possibly be a way of resolving. The um, the issue with um, the balance board nausea is that you would when you were doing FPS stuff or you're moving around that you would automatically be kicked back to yeah. uh, watching it on a virtual monitor inside your headset when you get into your ship um, where it's a situation that that uh, sort of supports the the level of technology we have for VR now then it would switch to the total immersion. Um, uh, scenario where you could you know look around and, and uh, see all your controls and, and, mm-hmm. and go at it like that. So, you know, um, if, if CIG, if you want to go ahead and use that, uh, fine. You just you make the checkout to Gleep. That's G L three three P. Send it to virtual those guys with ships hangar. <laughs> dot org com. Um, dot org dot com. Yeah, yeah. Dot ninja. Routing number one two three four five six seven. <laughs> 
All right. Well, uh, John, it's been great having you uh, back uh, in the uh, the virtual studio. Uh, uh, let's do this again soon, shall we? Yeah. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Um, you got anything else you uh, you want to you want to say before we go? Keep your stick on the ice. <laughs> I can't top that. Please go to Engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's E-N-J-I-N.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at thebase.sc, where you can find rebroadcasts of our shows throughout the week. Check out the new INN. It can be found at imperialnews.network. You can reach the podcast. Our email is comms at versecast.org. On Twitter, we are at versecast. Be sure to use the hashtag thoseguyswithships. Our RSI Star Citizen organization can be found at robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash versecast. And over on the spectrum, we're going to start focusing on that spectrum. Uh, it is our spaces, our pages, our spectrum presence may be found at robertsspaceindustries.com slash spectrum slash community slash versecast. On Steam, we are those guys with ships, and please do be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is versecast.org. John, it's been a lot of fun. Um, we will do it again soon. Um, and, you know, I forgot to copy in the usual... Let's see. Let's see if I can remember it. Um, until next time, this has been Those Guys in Charge and... No. Jeez. I can't remember. <laughs> How lame is this? I don't know what you're trying to remember. I know. You're, you're, you're just not going to help me. <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling through, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. I, oh, oh. Until next the time, then. <laughs> Until next time, then. We are those guys in charge, and this has been the first cast. <laughs> See you in the first. In the verse. I know somebody else. See you later. See ya. See ya in the universe. Nobody's ever universe. said that before. You just did.